This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about the labor situation in this province. Lots of discussion about the transit strike, the two sides uh, going back to the table tomorrow in the hopes, might be faint hopes, that they can hammer out a deal and avoid an escalation in their dispute on Friday. But there's another potential labor front here that might cause us problems, and that is uh, teachers and the province. Teachers have rec- rejected the latest recommendations from a mediator that was hired to negotiate a new contract with their employer. Let's get all of the details on this now. Joining us is Global's BC Legislative Bureau Chief Keith Baldry. Hi, Keith. Hi, Timmy. Every time I talk to you about this, we go, yeah, but there's still this, and there's still <laughs> this to happen. Now this does not seem to bode well. No, it doesn't bode well. In fact, the mediator's report is quite discouraging. Uh, it's a 60-page report, but really, uh, of that, it's about 25 pages of recommendations for settlement. But his analysis, David Schaub is a mediator from the Labor Relations Board. His analysis and summary of the history of collective bargaining between the BC Teachers Federation and the government, whether it was the NDP or the BC Liberals, or now once again the NDP, is quite illuminating and quite informative, but at the end of the day, very discouraging. In fact, he says, basically, the disconnect between the parties, between the the BCTF and uh, BC Public uh, School Employers Association, which is the bargaining agency for the government, is so bad, and this is a direct quote, it is evident there is a dis- disconnect between the parties that will not allow them to reach a collective agreement. So his take is this cannot be settled at the no- negotiating table. There's so many fundamental differences that you don't see in other labor disputes. So it basically raises the question, is there going to be a strike or job action at some point, uh, or will there be government intervention, or will, will there be both? And at what point will that actually happen? But right now, we're just the education system is drifting along with the current contract in place. The teachers' union is unhappy. The employer is unhappy, and it's uh, headed towards some sort of climax. Again, whether it's an all-out strike or whether it's just a government-imposed bill, uh, nobody knows quite yet. All right, let's go to the mediator's report here then. What is the fundamental problem? They talked about a fundamental difference in opinion, but what are those? Well, the first thing he points out is that the the bargaining structure was changed by the NDP in the 1990s. In 1994, their analysis was that because teachers uh, bargained local contracts in each school district, that they had the effect of what's called whipsawing, that one school district would negotiate a, a, a unrealistically rich contract, and then other districts would use that contract to play off against their local school district and force them to sort of match that contract. And so the, the cost just kept going up and up and up because the locals would just sort of force another local to match their, their contract, even though it might not be affordable in that particular school district. So the NDP switched to provincial bargaining, and according to Mr. Schaub, the, the, the BCTF just simply doesn't accept that structure. They still want as much stuff at the local bargaining table as, as, as possible. And he points out there's been more than 50 meetings at the table. Uh, there's been eight, 58 days of bargaining, 16 days of mediation, which is a heck of a lot of time to spend yeah. talking about a contract. Only three items have moved off the agenda, which he attributes largely to the TF's refusal to sort of embrace the provincial bargaining model. The other big problem, he says, is the insistence to somehow bring the education funding uh, into the the total system funding onto the bargaining table. And he points out, no, the government sets the funding um, amount in education because it has to balance that with the health care system, with the the spending on transportation, on on justice, on social services. There's only so much money 
So it apportions a certain amount to the education system, but he says they keep trying to drive that issue back onto the bargaining table, and he says there's no place for that. That's not what bargaining does. You don't see the, the hospital employees union go into bargaining and say, well, we want you to increase the health care budget by a billion dollars. But that seems to be happening right. at the BCTF table. So you, you combine those two things, and you can see why since 1987, there's only been one negotiated agreement with, uh, that's been done on their own without the intervention of either the government or a third party, uh, someone like Vince Reddy. So it's, it's quite a discouraging report, and there's no reason it's going to change for the better anytime soon. Those are two huge things, though, Keith, that you yeah. just described there. One, not accepting a, a provincial bargaining structure that has been in place for 20 years now. And two, wanting a say in how the provincial budget is spent? Well, this is Mr. Schaub's analysis. There's, he says there remains one major source of tension, the level of funding provided for K-12. K-12 was a question of funding running between all the parties. And he says, uh, it's, basically, they should have an interest uh, on the uh, the standard of living of those employed in the school system. That's fine. But to go beyond that is just not something you do in bargaining. So he, again, you combine those two things, not accepting the bargaining structure, um, or at least... Uh, you know, paralyzing it, and secondly, wanting to argue about the budget of the education system. You don't see that in other any other uh, jurisdiction in the public when it comes to negotiating contracts, and that's why historically I think we've had a breakdown every three or four years as these contracts come up, and why it can't get done, and it needs either someone like Vince Reddy to lock everybody in a room and, uh, overnight until yeah. they come out with a deal, or it takes the government to impose a contract, as we've seen in the past. Okay, so what happens now, though? Have they even taken a strike vote at this point? No, they haven't, and the TF has signaled that it has no intention of doing that anytime soon. I think um, certainly t- one speculation is that we just continue on with the current contract right through to the end of this year, and that if there's anything dramatic to happen, probably next September, the start of the next school year, with the full expectation that John Horgan has already signaled he's got no patience for a long dispute in the in the bus uh, uh, dispute, the transit service. Right. You can believe if he's got little patience for a long dispute there, he won't have much patience for a prolonged school strike as well, because governments, after a while, start to wear that. The public gets very upset and demands action. So whatever happens, I suspect it's not going to be a long period of job action or strike. I think the government would be forced to step in uh, sooner than, than later if there's a full withdrawal of services. But as I say, there's no strike vote on the horizon. Right. We're just probably going to drift along for a while and it will be status quo. Let's talk about that sort of as an, uh, a strategy, not having that strike vote. Because one thing that did work for in the transit strike was they had a very big mandate when it came to that strike vote. So why wouldn't the Teachers Federation do that? I don't, well, they may, at some point I think they will do that. But I think, and they will deliver a strong strike vote. The BCTF always does. It's always in the 90s. It's going to be just like the bus drivers was, what, 99% or something. It'll be similar to uh, the teachers. Although I can tell you on social media, I get a lot of comments from teachers saying, I have no desire to go on strike yet again, yeah. uh, because a lot of teachers are out thousands of dollars for job action in the past, and they haven't got a lot to show for it in terms of what they were looking for at the bargaining table. But as, at some point, maybe there will be a, a strike vote of the membership. That will put some more pressure on the government. But given the fact that the NDP government right now is headed into some rocky shoals on when it comes to finances, as the economy starts to slow down, government revenues begin to shrink, uh, there's even less money to put on the table here. And in fact, there can't be more money on the table because anything that goes to the TF that's substantially more than the 2% a year that's on the table uh, that every other union has signed for, then other unions would get whatever the TF gets, and that would just make a shaky financial situation even shakier for Carol James and the finance ministry. Do you get any sense from the government then that they are running out of patience with this thing? I think they're more frustrated, certainly talking to some ministers 
It's more frustration, uh, but also, I think, a knowledge of where this is headed down the road. It's not going to be a nice thing to solve. They don't certainly like the prospect of, of imposing a contract, but I certainly get a lot of a sense of real frustration amongst the NDP cabinet that, that the, their, situa- their relationship with the BC Teachers Federation right now is practically zero. Uh, I think the TF thought the NDP was going to be somehow their, their partner in greatly increasing the education budget and their pay packets, and that's just not happening. So both sides feel frustrated with each other, and when that happens, uh, I think you're going to see a confrontation at some point. I can't help but notice that, as you were saying, you do debate this quite often with teachers <laughs> on social media. What is the sense that you get from teachers on this? I get the sense this time that there's less appetite for, for job action. There is still frustration. Teachers are very passionate, obviously, for, mm-hmm. rightly so, for their profession. is a very important one. And they feel they feel wronged by the government. They think their pay levels in particular lag substantially behind the rest of the country. My experience has been I've yet to see a B.C. government, I don't care what political party it is, that actually listens or pays much attention to provincial comparisons. I mean, provinces are on their own when it comes to public servants in terms of what, what they're paid. So that, that argument cuts no uh, ice with the NDP, and I think teachers are frustrated by that. But I think what the big problem is, they're locked into this mandate that extends to all public sector unions. And so basically everybody gets the same pay increase. The trouble with that is not everybody starts with the same wage. I mean, it varies depending on what your profession is or what particular part of the public sector you're employed in. And maybe that's the solution here is down the road. Divide the public sector into different sectors and not have just one mandate, one size fits all, because it's clearly not working in this case. Right. Okay. So what happens next? Is there any anything else happening? Any other negotiations? The mediator is still on the job. He hasn't booked out, as, as it's, it's called in labor parlance. Uh, so he's still there. There's, an, I think, an expectation there's going to be a resumption of some sort of communications between everybody in December. Everybody's taking a break right now, is my understanding, as they digest this, this mediator's report. But the BCTF was right from the start just rejected this out of hand, saying that they're just not going for this at all. Uh, the employer uh, basically didn't vote on it because they considered a moot point because the TF had already rejected it. Mm-hmm. But I think once everybody cools down a bit, there'll probably be a resumption of some sort of communications. Whether it's outright negotiations remains to be seen. But uh, as long as the mediator's still on the job, that's yeah. a... That's a, a, just a tiny bit of hope that's there. But as I say, when you read the report, there's not much hope, but uh, I think being expressed by the mediator. Well, we'll take that. Keith, thank you for All your right. time. Take care. That's Keith Baldry, Global's uh, Legislative Bureau Chief over in Victoria there.